This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everybody. It's Naftali here. So glad to have you joining us here today. Today on the podcast, I have such a treat for you. I have a guest today who has not only figured out a way to hack the accountability algorithm, in case you didn't know, there's an algorithm for that, but she is an amazing human who has so much wisdom to share with you all today that I can't even wait any longer to share with you my chat with the one, the only, Charlena Smith of Optio Guided Accountability. I know you're going to get so much value, so let's jump on in. Hello, I am so happy to have you here today. I was wondering if you would tell our audience a little bit about you, your people, and what brings joy in your life? Oh my goodness. So many things right now. So I am Charlena Smith. I run a guided accountability platform for women. I have two boys that are simultaneously the most mischievous and the most adorable beings on the planet. And I am married to the most wonderful man ever. He's a rocket scientist at NASA. He's kind of a big deal. And I just adore him. So that's my people. And uh, that's a little bit about who I am. And what brings you joy? Oh, joy. That's right. Oh my goodness. So it's spring. It is Mm -hmm. spring right now as I'm speaking. And I am looking outside at the cherry blossoms, like falling like snow off of the trees. And it's so much better than actual snow. (laughs) Like I, I, the older I get every year, I'm like, "Mm," the cold weather just gets harder and harder. And when it gets warm, it makes me appreciate it even more. And the amount of joy I get, it's almost like being like falsely high. Like I feel like maybe this isn't legal to feel this good about the weather, but I love it. So that is- I think it is legal. And that's the good thing. I know. Isn't that nice? And we're also heading to upstate New York to celebrate just the spring and, and the wonderful weather pretty soon. So I'm looking forward to that drive and the beautiful weather. I mean, upstate New York is just so beautiful. Mm, I love all the delight that you're just like, your joy is not like that. There's some big event going on or anything like that, which there, those can be joy, but you're like talking about these simple moments that we can find in our everyday life. And I just love that because I think that is where, that's where the joy and the peace is at is in the little moments. So sunshine, sunshine. sunshine. Well, I live in California, so I actually appreciate the cloudy um, this year was a little different. We had for us a lot of rain. So I, I'm not sure how to parent that much rain because I don't have rainy day activities. Like when we have a rainy day, it's two times a year. So I just let my kids watch TV because it's two times a year. Well, this year it was like two months of rain, which is good. We need it. Uh-huh. But my toolbox of parenting in that space, I realize, is very minimal. I'm like, oh I don't 
I don't know what else to tell you to do. Like my kids we are have like, like boxes and boxes and boxes of like sensory rice and beans and like all of these things. Because <laughs> it's, it's we have a lot of rain and a lot of snow and we're prepared for those things. But I had never thought about that. I just I I had not either until I had the experience and went. <laughs> I don't have this toolbox. Hmm. Well. I live in California, so I probably am not going to need this again in my parenting experience. I'm not going to really develop it. I decided it was not worth right. it. My not kids watch more TV this winter <laughs> than I would like to say. It's all good. Just going to own it. So tell us a little bit about guided accountability and what that is and yeah, how you got into that and why someone might be interested in it. Just yeah. Talk. So it's it's an interesting story. I've been trying to figure out how do we like break it down into a shorter version, but every piece is so fundamentally important to the next piece that it's hard. So forgive me if it's a little long-winded, but guided accountability is essentially, I mean, you know what accountability is. Most people have a basic definition of being accountable and, and being held responsible for your actions and, and your promises. And being a guide is when you're leading or allowing um, you know, someone to comfortably move forward because they're in a safe space. So guided accountability is exactly what it sounds like. It's leading someone through that act of being accountable in a safe space. And we have created an entire framework for it. And what we've, dis- what we've realized is that guided accountability partners, it really matters. Your personality really comes into it. So people tend to think that they pick really great accountability partners, but really they're picking somebody that's a lot like them mm. or they're picking their best friend who loves them no matter what and mm-hmm. lets them slide on the things that mm-hmm. matter. And what the ideal guided accountability partner actually is, is not your best friend, but the person that's going to bring the best out in you. Mm. So it's just such a subtle difference, but it's so important. That's so interesting. So talk to me about how, was it you that kind of recognized that these differences were important? How did that kind of be? Where was the recognition Mm. of that? And then how have you seen that play out like either in your life or maybe some of your users' lives? Right. So we actually started, this entire process was discovered because I was working, I ran a nonprofit marketing firm and one of our clients was the IRC, the International Rescue Committee, who um, at the time we had a large influx of Syrian refugees because of the war into the Baltimore Harbor. And I was tasked with managing internal communications for these refugees and getting them acclimated to the U.S. And as such created this communication framework for refugees and established American women. It was usually mothers to balance, to kind of give them a route, like show them the ropes. Where do you go for food? Where do you go for clothes? Where do you go to the doctor? You know, how do you get around? Baltimore is not, it has some public transportation, but not a ton. So it's just like all those nuances. And then, you know, those, that was the intention. And it's so funny. I'm like, I'm always a little bit embarrassed when I, I share this, but my intention was that the American women would pour into the Syrians and mm-hmm. that it would be more of a one-way uh, communication structure. And what ended up happening was the American women were changed so fundamentally at their core. It was such a blessing mm-hmm. and a gift to them that they realized things about themselves and their families and their realities that they did not know prior to that. And it, it was just so interesting. Like some of them were 
uh, politically very much against immigration and very much against like a lot of these things. And then all of a sudden there was this real person in front of them and it made them think a little bit differently and have a different level of empathy than maybe they did before. So we realized it was two way and we were like, oh my gosh, this is a thing. Like, is this is amazing. This is happening. This is benefiting both women. Is this a thing outside of just this random influx of Syrian refugees? <laughs> you know. So we started testing it along, you know, mostly the East Coast. And then we started branching out into the West Coast. And then we branched out into Europe. And we found that people, we just followed the data. We're very, very follow the data kind of people. And we tracked people's results, their goals, the setting the intentions, things like that. And what we realized is that the thing that made the biggest difference was the personality assessment that we used to Mm. merge these two folks together. So we use a combination of the wisdom of the Enneagram. So we're talking Mm -hmm. like pre-biblical, you know, personality stuff that's been around for a long, long time. We use the big five personality assessment, which is very scientifically driven. Strength finders, which is very individually driven. And we use the four tendencies with by Gretchen Rubin Mm -hmm. to pull out their accountability, like how they hold themselves accountable and, and what brings the best out in them. And we found that when we create certain certain numbers on those scales, but that personality test that takes all of those things into account, that there are some matches that are so much better than Mm -hmm. others that are just way more powerful and impactful. And even though it might be the person that when you're walking down the street, you like literally cross the street to avoid because you might be a little scared, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that's actually the person that's going to bring the best out in you. So it's just been a lot of research and a lot of trial and error. And seeing some really amazing stories. So what type of people benefit from guided accountability? Like who uses this program that you have set up? Uh, So, so many. We have had the best success with growth-minded women. So it's, we've tried to nail down, you know, every business does their ideal customer avatar and, you know, like all these things. And we've redefined so many times and what it boils down to time and time again is really just having a growth mindset and knowing that there is more, knowing that you're doing what you're doing, but there's more, like there's, you don't know what you don't know. And those women thrive in this program like I have never seen before. It's just been so, it's been incredibly humbling to witness the growth and to just be able to steward this. Like it just, it just feels like I'm just like kind of handing it off and it's just been so humbling to witness. That's amazing. So if someone's listening and they're like, I don't know if I have a a growth mindset, what would be some ways that you've seen that people kind of come into the program and they can kind of explain like what, who they are when they're entering, which is before they've even gone through this transformation. But what are those little things that let you guys know, let them know that you kind of maybe are prepped to be in a guided accountability program? Right. So a lot of times the women say they're doing what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're leading the life that they feel like they should be leading. Mm-hmm. And if you are shitting all over yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you probably need guided accountability mm-hmm. because it's not about what we should be doing. What we try so desperately to provide is a space to design and define who you are actually meant to be, not who somebody else is telling you to be. And that's incredibly difficult 
in today's society and in how fast paced everything goes, we joke on the inside and call the real, you know, world versus the real world, like the real world of social media with the real, you know, it's just this life that is not, it's not real. It's not attainable. Mm -hmm. And yet it's placed in front of us as something that we should have. Mm -hmm. So we're working towards something that A, doesn't exist and B, isn't for us anyway. So why, why are we Mm -hmm. doing that? And this space allows you to carve out and design your own destiny and Mm -hmm. your choice for the life that you want to live. Yeah. I think, you know, I know a lot of the people that are listening here is I've had conversations with some of them and I think they very much are in that space, right? Like they, they like listening to podcasts, they read books, they go on the internet, you know, they're looking for like, how do I be more productive? How do I actually get this done? How do I not yell at my kids? How do I grow a business? There's so many things and they're intentionally looking for answers, but they get to the end of the day and they just feel like they failed in one area or another, right? Um, because they're living in a should. They're living in a, well, and before we hit record, we're just talking about Rachel Hollis and like some of her awesomeness. And someone said to me recently, they were like, you know, like I literally write in my journal, Rachel Hollis would say I should be able to do this. She wouldn't, but that was this person's perspective. And I'm I'm sure she'd be so disappointed in me that I didn't oh like just goodness. do it. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. That's that's not actually what she probably would say. But I think that that's so much of people that are here, right? They come mm-hmm. to podcasts. They come to this and they're like, show me the to-do list. And, the, you know, one of the beauties of guided accountability and I love you guys' model, like I'm in love with it so much, is that it is all about not being surrounded by the people that are going to tell you your to-do list is exactly mm-hmm. the way you should do it because they're different from you. And so they just in the essence of them being different shows you that there's not just one right way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is something that's resonating for you guys. I think if you go to episode five, I do an episode on the one right way to do life and business. And this is all about this hint. There's not just one right way, but that's the one right way is not to have one right way, but it talks all about that mindset and how to let that go. So if this is something you're like, Hmm, I need this head back to episode five. So I want to know for you, because you get to live out so much of this growth and this in your day-to-day life, what is something that a thought or a feeling that you have, speaking of getting out of the online and out of the fake social media, what's something that like you think or feel that someone might not expect of you if they were idealizing you because you lead this amazing guided accountability company. You are known in different areas. What's something you think or feel that someone might be surprised about? Oh, this is a good question. I think most people don't realize I'm an introvert. Yeah. I I have spent time with you and I, I know. have no idea. I know. I get, I seem one way and I get back to my hotel room and I'm like, oh gosh, like I just <laughs> need like, I need like one of those salt baths where I just like sink into like zero gravity. But no, I am, I am very much an introvert and uh, it 
takes a lot of practice for me to push myself out of my comfort zone. And the reason my why is bigger than my introversion. So I am constantly, you know, it's not, I'm not being, I'm not out there talking to people just because, you know, I'm not pushing myself just because I should push myself. And that's what I was told. And this is actually interesting. As a child, I was very to the point of extreme awkward introversion. And my mother is an extreme awkward introvert, like can't actually speak to other people. Like uh, we go through years and people think that she speaks another language and then she doesn't speak English. And uh, it's not the case at all. It's just because she doesn't talk. <laughs> so she didn't want me to grow up that way. She knew mm. she felt the pain. And when I was young, I can remember even before kindergarten, her forcing me to go up to other kids on the playground and say, hi, my name is Charlena. What's yours? Mm. And I had to say it to four kids before we could leave the playground. And it was so against everything. Like it was physically painful to me. Mm-hmm. And a part of me now as a parent, and I'm sure you can identify, like you look back and you're like, oh, shouldn't you, should you just let your kids play out as they are? Like, was that the best thing? But I am so grateful mm-hmm. for it because now I have that power. I have that tool in my toolbox yeah. that I can walk up and talk to somebody. And when your why is this powerful, when your why is truly wanting to empower women to live the lives they were born to live and not be trapped in lives that they think they should be living because of other people, that's powerful enough to make me get uncomfortable and talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's something most people don't know. (laughs) So interesting. So let me ask you this, because you are aware that you have this introverted part of you, right? And you're Mm -hmm. also aware that your why drives you. It's bigger than your introversion. As someone though, that does need that space, how do you kind of check in with yourself and kind of keep that attuned, aligned balance, right? So that Mm -hmm. you are kind of growing towards your why and living in that space, but also validating and allowing for this you-ness. How do you hold that in your life? Do you have practices? Do you have ways you kind of do that in your life? I do. So I do follow, um, if you're familiar with uh, Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning, I, mm-hmm. I do follow that. Uh, he has a new book coming out too, which everyone should check out. He's fantastic. He's just a wonderful person. But I wake up early and I have solitude and mm-hmm. I have a meditation practice and I have a, an intention for the day. And sometimes the intention for the day is to really not do anything, like mm-hmm. just be, yeah. just listen to the wind, just, just mm-hmm. feel the sunshine. Don't actually achieve anything in the traditional sense of the term. Yeah. And that is really essential for me. If I don't have those days mm-hmm. built in, then I burn out really quickly. Yeah. And I, I've gone through serious burnout. So I, I know when it's coming and I'm very, very sensitive to keeping that in check. Yeah. I'm also lucky that even though I'm introverted, my kids and my husband, when I'm spending time with them, it doesn't feel work. It doesn't feel like I'm pushing or like it doesn't stretch me outside of my comfort zone. So yeah. I can snuggle up on the couch with my kids and my husband and eat pizza and watch Marvel superhero movies until the end of time. And it totally fills up that bucket again. For mm, me. Great. Mm-hmm. It fills all of our buckets. Oh, um, that's so good. Yeah. It's really, it's really helpful when you find something that kind of recharges your batteries and mm-hmm. recharges those of somebody that you love at the same time. Yeah. It's incredibly helpful. And uh, it's interesting because one of the things we used to do is my husband and I would go on dates and at restaurants and we would bond over food. And I mm-hmm. went through some food aversions and we discovered 
how much food plays into like our connection. And we had to come up with like entirely new ways to connect and to recharge. Mm. It's so fascinating how all this stuff works, but yeah, that, that definitely, I keep it in check by having those scheduled down days Mm -hmm. every morning. I have time for just me Mm -hmm. and including time with my family is really, really important. That's so, so, so helpful. And yeah, if you guys are interested, because I know that Shalina mentioned her kind of experience with burnout, and I actually had her on a Facebook Live months ago. So if you go to my Facebook page, the business page, you can check that out because her journey, and we're not going to get into it now because it's a beautifully long story, but it's really interesting. And if you're someone that kind of finds yourself pushing yourself to the edge over and over and over again, It's totally worth your time to kind of head over there and look at that because her story will speak to you in a way that none other will. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to honor everyone's time here. And I want to ask first, if people are hearing about this guided accountability and they want to look more into it, where can they go? Kind of questions can you maybe answer briefly? And then I'm going to ask you three final kind of questions to end our time together. Sure. So you can check it out at myoptio.org. You can find out if you Google guided accountability, we're the first ones that pop up. So it's, it's all good. We're pretty easy to find in that sense. So, and also if you want to just check us out in, in a fun, in a really just really relaxed, free, fun way, we worked really hard to get our, we have a deep dive personality assessment, but we have a much shorter two question version that it's literally two questions. And I have actually had people write me like several people that are like, you're, you're using Google information or you're using trackers and cookie trackers. You can't possibly know this about me based on these two questions. And I'm like, no, no, we worked. That's why we worked really hard. You know, (laughs) that is uh, myoptio.org slash quick quiz. And I'll be sure to put that in the show notes as well. But yeah, that's just a really fun way to kind of get tip your toe in the water of what it might mean to get a personality assessment. Yeah. And definitely follow Charlena at all of her social media handles, which we'll put in the show notes because she tells really, really fun stories all the time. When her stuff pops up, I'm like, oh, great. I get to read a story. This is awesome. (laughs) Our life is definitely entertaining. (laughs) Yes. You find delight in small or miserable small moments of your life. They're so terrible. They have to be funny, right? I mean, they're really funny. I mean, your your journey with the squirrels last year was epic. It's still going. It's still going. There's so much more unveiling all the time. Oh, no. The squirrels, are they winning or are you winning? They they got into a couple of other places that we (gasps) didn't know. Yeah, not just our van. So that's part of the journey. We're about to... we're, we're going to end up having an entire book that's like, beware of squirrels. I swear. <laughs> I love that book. I will buy it when you <laughs> put it out. If you write it because you're funny. So three questions, mm-hmm. just kind of being mindful. And you can answer this for today or tomorrow because I know it's still kind of early. What's something you've learned today? Who is someone you've actively loved? And what made you laugh? Hmm. So what is something I have learned today? I sat with my operations manager and learned a lot about Trello. Mm. There's (laughs) a lot to learn. Oh my goodness. Who knew? So she taught me some of the quick 
like you just hit one key and like things happen that I didn't know about. And I'm pretty sure she just saved a couple years of my life. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Her name's Amy Walker and she's amazing. Mm-hmm. So somebody that I've actively loved today, mm-hmm. my son, my younger son, uh, we were up late last night, not, not super late, but we were having a dance party in the kitchen. And when we have dance parties in the kitchen and they're ha- like, they're full blown, really fun. It's really hard to cut them off. So yeah. he got to sleep late and mm-hmm. yeah, he, he didn't wake up for the bus and I just kind of laid there and snuggled him and decided to drive him late to school and like, just let him be, just let him sleep and let him be late and let us have that snuggle time this morning. Yeah. And, um, it was, I am so glad I did that. <laughs> I'm so glad. Mm, I, I love like, that. Yeah. Those moments are so fast, you know, he's in kindergarten <laughs> and it's like, oh gosh, he's just such a big boy. And then the, what was the third one? What has made you laugh? Oh my gosh, you have made me laugh, Natalie. Oh my <laughs> God, I love me. Especially like the podcast itself has been so fun, but even just the conversation with you beforehand, you are such a light and a joy in this world. I treasure all the time that I get to spend with you. I'm going to like sign up to be a guest on every single podcast you ever do just so that I can spend time with you. <laughs> <laughs> or tell me when you come back to California and I'll come visit you. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh, but I really stink at the time zone change. I, uh, we've decided, like I've been booking, booking speaking gigs and one of yeah. the introversion things is it's kind of exhausting for me. Yes. And I'm like, I can do all of the ones on the East coast, but the West coast, oh, I just don't know. I turned into like a, this like gremlin. <laughs> like, so Fair enough. yeah. And maybe I, just need to come to the East coast. Oh, yes, you should. I can think okay. of a million things we can do. Okay, good. We'll schedule that soon. Perfect. (laughs) Yay. Okay. Well, everyone, if you have loved this, go hang out with Charlena and all the places. But also, if you want to talk more about guided accountability, kind of that journey to becoming not the person you expect or feel like you should be, but that you're wanting to head on over to my Facebook community, the On Purpose Life and Business Facebook community, where we'll talk about all such things. And have a great day and I'll talk to y'all soon.